G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Dan Flynn, who is the Victorian Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, joining us today. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Great to be here. Uh, Dan, got you on the run today. You've got a busy day ahead of you, but uh, let's uh, start with a quick reflection on some uh, some of the disturbing figures, I imagine, uh, in polling results for the federal coalition, uh, what are your thoughts on on polls that uh, that look like record lows for Malcolm Turnbull? Well, this is definitely troubling for a government uh, to be at this stage uh, of an election cycle and the numbers that low. Um, and you know, I think we're uh, you know we're hearing comments uh, from leaders, from commentators, from Tony Abbott, uh, all trying to address uh, these low polls. I imagine that there'd be concern within the federal coalition over Tony Abbott's uh, outburst last week in which he introduced something of a five-point plan, which has been seen as a criticism of Malcolm Turnbull's leadership. Any thoughts on uh, destabilising in the coalition or or the lack of stability and what that might mean? Look, I think everyone is trying to find their way forward. I've no doubt that Tony Abbott uh, and the Prime Minister have the interests of the Liberal Party at heart but are just addressing it differently. Um, And, you know, perhaps we can take some wisdom from John Howard, who said on the weekend uh, that, uh, look, there's a lot of cultural traditionalists uh, in Australia who want a centre-right party, who want a Conservative Party, uh, and they're wondering where that Conservative Party is. Um, John Howard himself said that he was very concerned that Safe Schools wasn't hit on the head by a centre-right government. Um, swiftly and vigorously. And it's that lack of uh, vigour, that lack of clarity about conservative issues that's raising such concerns. And, of course, lower poll numbers for Malcolm Turnbull uh, really have uh, have generated uh, bigger poll numbers uh, for Pauline Hanson and One Nation. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that sort of transition that's happening, some strange things happening in politics in Australia? Neil, I think it's a uh, the One Nation phenomena is like the Trump phenomena. It's like, look, give me somebody who will uh, help me. I'm not. I'm disenchant- disenfranchised. I'm disenchanted with the major parties. Uh, give me somebody on the right who's conservative. One Nation sounds like it'll fit the bill. So I think this is done without much examination of their actual policies. Uh, but it is a cry for help from many, many people. I think the um, the polling indicates 10% of people supporting One Nation. That's phenomenally high for a party about which little is understood. And the next big test for what might be happening when it comes to these shifts in politics, Dan, uh, coming with the Western Australian election, that's just a couple of weeks ago away now. And uh, uh, just last week, though, ACL... Uh, hosted the Premier, Colin Barnett, the opposition leader, Mark McGowan, in a Q&A-style forum called uh, 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 Meet the Candidates. Uh, what, uh, what what happened la- late last week? It was an excellent event, Neil. Uh, about 700 people attended in a church in Perth. Uh, the Premier and the opposition leader each 
made a pitch for the Christian vote for about 15 minutes each and then faced questions from the audience. Uh, it was terrific engagement and numerically the largest attended event in that Western Australian election campaign. Okay, now tell me about numbers because, interestingly, numbers are important uh, when you have an event uh, of this scale, when you have the Premier, the Leader of the Opposition, and it's a Christian event. Uh, how many people turned up for it? 700 people were there, plus there, were, there was live streaming from about five other venues across Western Australia uh, into five other churches. So uh, you could comfortably say there'd be 1,000 people in attendance, uh, and even if you just counted the 700, that would still be the largest attended event. Um, what you saw from both leaders in their speech was um, great warmth and great empathy towards uh, Christian voters. Uh, Colin Barnett saying that uh, the, uh, the Western Australian government uh, is a government that's based on Christianity, Christian values, uh, Christian worldview, Christian law. Uh, those sorts of comments are magnificent coming from a state premier. And how did the leader of the opposition go? Did he try to uh, reiterate, reflect uh, similar sort of comments, uh, placing uh, the Labor Party in a similar stream, or was there something of a contrast? He did definitely endeavour to um, uh, connect with Christian voters and from um, uh, stories of his meetings in the electorate uh, and connecting with different church leaders. Uh, but where he fell away from the Premier in terms of connection with that audience was uh, his support for safe schools uh, and his support for assisted suicide. Uh, so uh, he supported those things. That was not well received by the audience, uh, whereas on the other hand, Premier Barnett was clear that he uh, did not want safe schools um, available in Western Australian schools uh, and he did not support euthanasia or assisted suicide. Dan, do you think that some of those responses coming from uh, the Premier and the Leader of the Opposition in WA might be influenced uh, in some ways by these shifting sands that we've been seeing in uh, the way people are looking at, uh, at, at politics, at ideologies, uh, the things that we've been seeing around the world and, uh, and playing out in our federal uh, politics, are some of those issues with, uh, you know, being conservative and being a contrast to the left-leaning ideologies, was that showing through, do you think, in, uh, in Premier Barnett's responses? Perhaps it was, uh, but perhaps it was just uh, responding to the sheer weight uh, of numbers and realising that the church is uh, very active in WA uh, and, you know, that, that's just the situation on the ground as it is. It does perhaps parallel um, things that are happening overseas, uh, but they are dealing uh, with the local scenario. And I must say, Neil, we've found these uh, forums very helpful uh, in other states, certainly the 2014 event uh, with Premier Daniel Andrews uh, when he was then opposition leader, was very successful as well. Okay, it was the Make It Count event uh, in WA, uh, the West Australian election coming in just two weeks' time, and uh, we'll be following along 
uh, the developments uh, in the lead-up to that election. Uh, there's a number of issues. Dan, you're uh, wearing your cap as Victorian State Director for Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, there's some issues there on the boil in Victoria, one of those uh, heroin injecting rooms. Uh, what's happening in Victoria with, uh, with uh, proceeding uh, towards those? There was a debate in the Parliament last week. Uh, this is pushed by the Sex Party, uh, backed heavily by the Greens, for heroin injecting rooms in the suburb of North Richmond. And the Greens are trying to take that particular electoral seat off the ALP by campaigning for this. Now, the Premier promised ACL in writing, the ALP opposition uh, promised in writing that they would not support safe injecting rooms as their so-called safe heroin injecting rooms. They would not do that. They've been under phenomenal pressure to uh, jettison that promise. But to the Premier's credit, he restated the position last Tuesday and said he had made it clear before the election that he would not be supporting these rooms and he won't be changing. Um, however, um, the, the pressure has been sustained uh, and we have made it clear that we are um, uh, honouring the Premier for maintaining his election promise in that regard. Dan, where's that pressure coming from? Is it is it the Greens? Uh, you mentioned it's the Sex Party, although there's only one member in your upper house there. So uh, one member obviously has uh, a lot of... Uh, a power and influence if if all that pressure is is pressuring the premier uh, the the pressure's coming from a risk of losing inner city seats to the greens uh, and if um, uh, the greens campaign heavily on this and the ALP is seen to be conservative uh, that that puts the ALP at risk that's the principal political uh, pressure on the government in relation to this issue uh, you've also got the euthanasia debate hotting up in Victoria. What's the latest there? There's a lot of groundwork happening at the moment uh, to enable um, MPs to come to their own position. This is a conscience vote. Daniel Andrews says he'll be voting for it, but every uh, government member and every opposition member has a conscience vote. Uh, as we speak, Neil, I'm down in the regional area of Geelong and about to have a meeting with the local ALP Member of Parliament with about six or seven ministers from various denominations uh, expressing our concerns about assisted suicide, the fact that the safeguards in Europe haven't worked and uh, that the Geelong community uh, is not supportive uh, of assisted suicide. Okay, you mentioned euthanasia is a topic in Western Australia. It's a growing topic there for debate in Victoria. Uh, Let's... uh, draw our attention to South Australia for a few moments because uh, the government has a mandatory bathroom bill uh, that's to apply in all schools. Isn't this the sort of bill that uh, Donald Trump has just completely overturned in the US because of what was happening uh, under Obama? Uh, what's the situ- situation in South Australia? Neil, that's, that's, that's very well picked up by you. The, um, the exact same bathroom bill... Uh, is is now in place in South Australia. Uh, it's a directive, and it allows students to use the toilets of the gender they mentally identify with. Um, and it also states in relation to camp, accommoda- camp accommodation, the ideal situation will be for a student to access sleeping quarters that correspond to the student's gender identity if they choose. So, Neil, this is a menacing directive. Um, at the top of this directive, it's written in italics, this is mandatory in all schools. 
Um, and you know, obviously, we're very concerned about uh, particularly girls' privacy at school, uh, effectively from any boy at any time entering those bathrooms. Yeah, well, uh, I was hearing some good developments that were happening in New South Wales just recently, moving away from some of the uh, gender uh, language. And uh, But this is a serious concern, is it not, for, uh, for those who are in South Australia? It is, and it's something that uh, our Christian um, uh, supporters um, really need to focus on. Um, this issue came up at the Western Australian Make It Count event, uh, where Premier Barnett said he does not support this type of legislation. Uh, so uh, this will be a flashpoint, I think, in South Australia, um, and pressure will be brought to uh, remove the uh, directive uh, or pressure will be port- brought on to remove the government. Uh, there's an election at about this time next year in South Australia, and I've no doubt this will be an election issue. Well, Dan, let's not leave Queensland out of the picture here. There's developments that are happening in Queensland that many of our listeners will be very concerned about too. Those two Queensland abortion bills are going to be debated on Wednesday this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on on how things might go there? It's going to be very interesting, the, um, the attempt to remove abortion from the criminal code, uh, to decriminalise abortion, to create abortion on demand, can I say this, that our state director there, Wendy Francis, uh, is fully immersed in this issue. Um, she engages closely with the politicians on both sides, including uh, cabinet and shadow cabinet. Um, and uh, she is speaking to the proponents of the bill. Uh, so this is a matter for prayer and immediate prayer uh, for Wendy and other lobbyists uh, who are working on behalf of the Christian community uh, to make sure that life uh, is preserved uh, in the womb where it's most vulnerable. It's funny when we think of lobbyists and that's what you're doing and that's what you're describing what Wendy Francis will be very uh, hard at work doing this week because these bills are going to be debated on Wednesday but we all have a role to play here don't we? Uh, What's your encouragement to listeners to our conversation throughout Queensland uh, and their local MPs about just how how things uh, ought to be presented uh, for that debate on Wednesday. What, what should people listening to our conversation be doing? We're all lobbyists. Um, the word lobby comes from just from the lobby or the corridor of the parliament. Um, so people need to see themselves as advocates or lobbyists. Um, when they come back from the shopping, make a call to their local MP's office, um, uh, expressing their concern about this bill, uh, saying that they want the unborn protected. That will be registered by the receptionist and conveyed to the MP and MPs are incredibly sensitive to phone calls made to their office. Uh, so every day uh, Queenslanders going about their business can take a few minutes out this week uh, to call their local MP. Okay so it's make a phone call to your local MP uh, that's uh, listeners in Queensland yes. about those two Queensland abortion bills they're referred to as the pine bills, the pine bills. and uh, they're debated on Wednesday and yes. I know this must have been delayed because we've been talking about this for some time but yes. Wednesday is the day uh, those are, uh, are scheduled for uh, debate on Wednesday so uh, for Queensland listeners uh, be in touch with Queensland MPs about those bills and I imagine the 
these other things we're talking about too, uh, heroin injecting rooms, uh, euthanasia debates in various states, and especially that bathroom bill in South Australia. There's something for people listening in all states around Australia to be calling MPs about this week. It's pretty serious stuff. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, we have a participatory democracy. Uh, We all participate. And, um, you know, basically laws and policies are made by those who turn up. So, um, you know, making a phone call is a way of turning up. And, uh, Neil, if if, uh, your listeners do that, uh, they'll be be changing policy in the right direction. In fact... I'm thinking that is very profound, Dan. Laws and policies are made by those who turn up. So uh, turning a blind eye, uh, having a rest day is not necessarily going to make a difference. Uh, You really do have to be attentive, uh, have your hand to the plough, so to speak, and actually turn up and contribute to the process of making the laws that govern our nation. Dan Flynn... Victorian, Thank you very much, Neil. Uh, Victorian Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, simply Google ACL, uh, the Australian Christian Lobby. You'll get some great detail about uh, some of the issues we've been talking about. Dan, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. That's my pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.